1: What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of the No Gimmicks Podcast. I'm your humble host, as always, Brady Leonard. Hopefully, you guys are having a fantastic week. Uh, great show today, a ton to get to, as always. I was joined by my friend Shoshana Weissman. Uh, it's always a great time talking to Shoshana. I think you guys will really enjoy it. Uh, yeah, a lot to break down, and uh, we, we did our best. And there's actually a little bit of good news today for the first time in a while. So I definitely look forward to that. Um, Before I get to Shoshana, guys, I need to say hi to our sponsors over at The Aetherverse. The Aetherverse is a brand-new libertarian-leaning sci-fi novel by authors Joey DeUrso and Eugene Bryan. You guys are really going to like this book, man. You guys are really going to like it. Um, The story is more relevant than ever. It is libertarian leaning. Uh, It makes politics and social satire exciting and fun, mixing ideological debates with stuff like. Violence and space battles and action and all all that kind of good stuff. It has something for everybody. Political intrigue, war stories, romance, humor. It appeals to conservatives and libertarians alike. Or basically anybody who just doesn't want a giant oppressive state. Okay? Anybody who's a a thinking man or woman uh, who's a free thinker and against big government I think will really enjoy this. Uh, Best of all, it's fiercely anti-social justice warrior and pulls no punches, um, check it out over at com. That is com. You can order it right now on Barnes and Noble or Amazon. I will tweet out the links, uh, and I will also include the links in the show notes. Um, and once again, guys, we, us on the right, we complain a lot about how the left dominates culture, they dominate the arts, and then we don't do anything about it. So put your money where your mouth is. Support these guys. They're excellent uh, libertarian writers. Um, definitely check it out over at com. Guys, please follow us on Twitter. At No Gimmicks Pod, please subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, or Spotify. If you're on iTunes, please give us a five star rating and a good review. I'd really appreciate it. And if you like what you're hearing and want to get involved with the show, uh, hit us up over on Patreon: patreon.com/slash/theNoGimmicksPodcast. Podcast. right, without further ado, here's my chat with Shoshana Weisman. <laughs> Alright guys, we're here with Shoshana Weissman. Shoshana, it's been a it's been a while since we've talked. I'm pretty sure it was pre lockdown. So we were probably living in a completely different universe than we are now. So how have you been the last few months?
0: I've been really good. Thankfully, like personally, um I've been really like doing well. I've been able to like just feel better with like health issues and stuff, like work on that. Um the world's been burning, but personally I've been very good, <laughs> which I guess is something. <laughs>
1: Well, that's something. Um, yeah, we, we're definitely going to get to the world burning, uh, which is happening all around us right now. But I almost forgot to mention this uh, before we hit record, but we do actually have some good news to talk about <laughs> for the first time in a long time. And it's minor, but it, it's worth celebrating. Uh, Steve King, the uh, racist GOP congressman from Iowa, has lost his, his primary last night. So uh, good riddance to the last legitimate racist politician on the right, I mean, at least at the congressional level. It's definitely uh, worth celebrating.
0: Oh yeah, and um, it's, speaking of jackholes. I actually um, booked a trip to Jackson Hole, Wyoming, uh, for <laughs> August. So it's nice. It's good good news with two different jackholes.
1: Right, and it wasn't even close. Iowa voters really rejected his latest round of. Hey, he's had a lot of doozies over the years. I forget what the last one was. Was it like, uh, where he conflated like Western civilization with, like white nationalism or something?
0: Yeah, he does that all the time. It's so hard for me to even remember all the bad stuff he does, because he's just so consistently terrible. And like, it's it's weird, because years ago, I'd only heard of him here and there. I'd heard he was bad, but I didn't, you know, I, I didn't really follow him that much. But at a certain point over the past few years, it became impossible not to see a lot of what he's doing, especially if you work in right of center policy and politics. And it's just we shouldn't have people like that in office, people who are very obviously horrible and racist. Um, And someone made a good point, and it 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 breaks my heart. But like it's, you know, he was a kingmaker in Iowa. You know, no pun intended with his name, but he was a kingmaker in Iowa for a very long time in politics. And that that guy got so much power. And you know, it's very good that he's out now and that um that we're done. But it's just it it's really frustrating um to think about like that this was recent. History where a guy like that could succeed—it just, you know, it feels like it just feels crappy and wrong, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. And uh, I guess it's only a matter of time before the Democrats clean house too. Maybe they'll uh they'll kick Ralph Northam and Ilhan Omar and Rashida talib out of office. I mean, yeah, and you know, I'll, I'm, I'm not holding my breath, but it could happen.
0: Oh yeah. I mean, I don't care for them, but uh, but even they, I will say, have certain bright spots where I don't expect it. Like I think Ilhan Omar. Omar came out against like a lot of the violence and and in the protests, like the people who were using it as an opportunity to loot. So again, not to say that I'm I'm her biggest fan, but it's it's I've been trying to do better with just praising people I don't like when they do good things and also criticizing people I do like when they do bad things. Uh, I think we can all all be tribal at times. Um, And and again, I, I don't there's a lot of elected officials that I would rather not be in office. Um, and but I guess part of what complicates it too is that there's so few whose actions you can judge purely by integrity. It's not like you can say, oh well, he has integrity and he believes in these things, so he's likely to do this other thing. Like, like, unfortunately, that's just not how it works. So I try to take the wins where we get them, but like, there's there's a lot of elected officials that I would much prefer are not in office.
1: <laughs> yeah, I'd say most of them <laughs> from my from my yeah, perspective. Yeah, honestly, most of them.
0: though, like Lord.
1: Yeah, my goodness. So, look, let's get to, you know, uh, obviously the the news of the week. We're on night, what, six, seven, something, something like that of riots happening across the country. People are dying. Um, people are being murdered. Uh, Properties being destroyed. Buildings are burning down. I've seen enough. Okay, <laughs> I've, I've seen enough. I supported the protests at first, like I always do. Yeah. Um, but I've seen enough. I mean, Antifa, a radical communist group, is involved. Um, these people clearly don't care about George Floyd in the slightest. Uh, They just want to destroy the country. Uh, They just want to steal money. They want to steal TVs. They want to burn down— I mean, most of these people protesting, it has nothing to do with Black Lives Matter. They're just, like, they're protesting capitalism and stuff stuff like that. They just want to destroy the United States. So I've seen enough. These are not peaceful protests anymore. It's time for people to go home. What do you think?
0: It's hard because, like, I know that there are some really good peaceful protests, protests and, and some police engaging really appropriately. And then there's a lot of police brutality. And then there's a lot of like pro like people who are, aren't really protesting. It's about burning stuff down. It's not like they actually care um, or they're trying to honor Floyd's memory. They're trying to like just burn things down and loot. And I, I don't know which like there were reports that those people were like all Antifa. And then there were later reports that it was some Black Lives Matters, And I don't know if we're ever going to know which was which, but like we need to stop the looting it it's horrible these some of these businesses had to close for like ever and then they reopen just to be beaten up or have their stores looted I mean it's just it it needs to stop and I don't know the best way to make it stop it just you know we need to be able to have the peaceful protests and not suppress them without like letting the looting happen and I know in certain cases people have said that like The cops went after the peaceful protesters instead of the ones who were looting. And that's a huge problem, too. I just I really don't know the way to make it right. Um, And it's frustrating because, like, you know, I, I certainly don't always or even usually have the answers. This is just one time when I really wish I did, you know.
1: Right. I mean, you're supposed to—this is 2020 politics, so you're supposed to just pretend you have all the answers. Oh, get, yeah, like, yeah, get, get sorry. Get with the program. I mean,
0: come on. Yeah, yeah, my bad.
1: <laughs> you're, not, you're not allowed to say you are you don't know something. I mean, that's, that's illegal nowadays. But look, I, I'm not one of these uh, pro-cop right-wingers, you know? Like, I'm not saying all cops are bad. We all get that, blah, blah, blah. But I think there's serious problems with the way cops do business, and I think the job itself attracts a lot of horrible people. You know, the same way politics attracts a lot of horrible people, probably at a, a lot higher clip than— a profession like, I don't know, computer programming. <laughs> right? there's, no like yeah, power, yeah. there's no power incentive uh, to be a computer programmer. There is to become a cop, and that, that you know attracts a lot of corrupt people. Uh, and I, also, I don't like people that enforce immoral laws, and I think a lot of cops enforce a lot of immoral laws. I'm not particularly moved by the, you know, they're just following orders excuse. Uh, that, that really didn't do anything for me. So what really breaks my heart is that we were this close To seeing some real change. Like, we were actually making progress. Of course, not as fast as everybody would like, but we were getting there. Yeah. We were actually making progress. Chiefs of police across the country were calling for change. Okay, we're calling out the Minneapolis Police Department. We're saying that these cops need to be in prison forever. Chiefs of police across the country were saying this. That never would have happened 10 years ago. That never would have happened. 3 years ago. I mean it's always been the the thin blue line thing. They especially yeah. from the top down they never criticized cops. They they were. Like they were calling for change and we're not going to get that change. We're not going to get it. Cuz the left decided that they wanted to use this to bring down capitalism and destroy the country and and murder people. And now now the American public want law and order again. And I'm sorry. I'm I'm rambling here, but 58% of Americans polled over the last 48 hours said that they approve of the military being brought in to put down these riots, the military, Oh Lord. only 30% oppose. Okay. So we're not going to get, we're not going to reform policing. We're going to get more of a police state. This is completely counterproductive.
0: I know. And it's, uh, you know, the, the peaceful protesters, a lot of them were doing it right. I don't know the percentages or the breakdown. Cause of, of course, like the media is most likely to highlight the bad things, not to say those bad things don't matter, but that it's hard to know what percentage of things they were like there's just so many unknowns that make it hard for me to judge a lot of it. But, but I totally agree that the people being violent, like they're hurting their own cause if it is even their cause. And it's probably not because people who are violent like that are like, that's not showing that they care about human life and human rights. Um, th- There were a couple of cases in DC that just really like got to me. One was that they raided the Apple store that uh, one of my friends works there. They've been paying her to do nothing while they were closed. Like that's above and beyond like that. They had the money and they were like, you know what? Even though you can't work for us, we're gonna pay you. And not only that, but they said, but you have to be working during that time. And working meant that they gave her self improvement courses. Like, are, are you kidding me? Like you're gonna raid them? Who? And they've been doing everything right. They've been ethical. No company's perfect, of course. Everyone makes mistakes. But they, especially during Corona, they've been really, really good to their employees. And then people also like uh, destroyed the Starbucks that was run by deaf people. I mean, like it's just, it's disgusting. Like it's this stuff is so sickening to me. Not- Not that like any of the violence or or this stuff is justified, but like it just seems somehow more egregious that they're doing it to people who have been acting really, really ethically. Um, And I just I I hate seeing the violence and I hate this stuff. And of course, I hate the awful stuff that happens to black people in the justice system. I've learned a lot about it um, working at R Street because we have um, we we just do so much in the justice realm. And I, I I've been into justice reform for a couple of years before I joined R Street. But working here, really getting to work with it more, it's just opened my eyes to like a lot of the abuses and this stuff needs to be fixed. But like, you know, violating other people's human rights is not the way to get that. And it's just, you know, I I don't know. I wish there was a way to separate out the bad eggs in in both the the police force and in like the protests and stuff so we could have good people come together. But, you know, if men were angels.
1: Right, right. And yeah, I mean, People like you and I have been pushing criminal justice reform since long before it was cool, right? Like I, I know you and I both caught a ton of flack from the right uh, for supporting the First Step Act and, and all of that stuff that Trump signed into law a few years ago. Now, uh, I mean, yeah, I've, I've been on this beat for a while, and and I just don't think I just don't see it. Like I, I don't think we're going to make the progress that we could have made. Like it just sucks. How, yeah. how, how often are we all on the same page about something everybody on all by any political persuasion we were all on the same page nobody defended that cop that murdered George Floyd nope not anybody that I saw I mean yeah. maybe maybe you know David Duke is out there somewhere but but I don't know like I, I just haven't right. seen it I haven't seen a single person on the right or left defending this behavior we were all unified and then you have to yeah. and then you have to go murder store owners you know it's like yeah. what, I, what you have to burn churches to the ground. My goodness, you're, you're killing your own cause. It's disgusting.
0: No, you're totally right. And it's just, I, I don't know that those people really have a cause. I mean, in the same way that there's grandstanding from all different parts, the right. people who use it as an excuse to loot. I mean, like, that's just, that's grandstanding. That's bullshit. Um, it's just, I don't know. It it, it really gets to me. There's, a, I mean, there's so many things that have gotten to me. We've had no sympathy for each other during coronavirus. Like when, um, when people losing their jobs, were protesting. I didn't think it was wise to be protesting, honestly, like during that time. But at least uh, the ones who were social distancing and handling and handling it appropriately, that was good. And for for everyone protesting who like was really sad about losing their jobs, of course I understand that. But um, but a couple of people got really mad at me on Twitter for saying, oh, you know, they're. They're just bad people. And some of them were racist. So they're all racist. And just like I don't think that the bad people protesting or not really protesting, but looting ruins the the good, good protesters here. I think it's the same case there. But it's just, you know, no one's had any sympathy for one another. And I'm also like I have a ton of autoimmune diseases like I'm surprised I'm alive because like my body is so terrible. But um but even with that like I don't I get that people need jobs and that I can feel like hey I'm a little bit worried I don't want to get coronavirus because that would definitely kill me, but also um these people are losing their jobs and we need to have sympathy for them and try to work as be- the best way with them as we can and like at the very least not tell them they don't matter. Um it's just there's been so everyone's been so callous to one another and I know it's a hard time but like I can't imagine that a hard time is the best time to hate each other and treat each other terribly you know
1: oh absolutely absolutely um yeah it is i wasn't even to mention this but I, I i just have to it, it is a, a stark contrast um between the way the press <laughs> has reported on yeah. these protests <laughs> versus how they reported on the uh the anti-lockdown protest i mean my goodness. And, i mean uh, it's like they, the press has stopped they've completely stopped participating yeah. in in COVID 19. They've they've opted out. <laughs> they just really they took, they, they took off the off it. ramp. Yeah, I know.
0: And, like, I I do understand, too, that, like, that that the earlier protests, that they were at a more heightened time of coronavirus. So I'd even be sympathetic to that argument to a degree. But, like, we're still not out of the woods. And, like, you got to say, like, hey, maybe this isn't the best time. And, like, you know, on Twitter, I retweeted someone, uh, a friend who had made this point, And then people started dragging him. And I'm just like, guys, like. You can still, like, you can even say, hey, it's right for these people to protest. I don't think it was right for the others to, but it, it, you can't ignore that, like, hey, coronavirus is still a thing. How does this become part of it? Like, if it's about preservation of life, that's a really important thing, and it's just we should be able to see the nuance in all of it, that, like, you can you can support both neither protests and still have different opinions on, like, um, on the role of coronavirus in it. Maybe you, you think coronavirus is overplayed, underplayed, whatever it is, like, it's just every opinion is made to be like violent. It's like, oh, how dare you ever disagree with me on this thing? And it's exhausting. It's like that we just can't have honest discussions. Like just for example, yesterday, one thing I was saying was that there was this big AP report about the World Health Organization. And I definitely have a lot of issues with how they handle things. But I was also reading that they were trying to like be really nice to China public so they could get life-saving information. That's not an easy dilemma. And I don't know that the WHO made the right choice, but I know that they had a tough choice and that like you can kind of sympathize that they're trying to do the right thing and figuring out what the right thing is. And I don't know, I would have made a better choice. Um, But then people were like, oh no, the WHO is evil. How dare you say anything otherwise? Um, A lot of people appreciated the nuance, but a lot of people were also like, oh no, there is no nuance. The WHO is evil, the WHO sided with China. And it's like, yeah, they did that to try to help America and everyone else but it's just we've lost the ability to talk about all these little things that add up that like you you know you have to see everything as um as it is not as you wish it were whether you wish it were the enemy or the friend we've just lost the ability to like parse things and understand that a lot of stuff is in a gray zone and sometimes there's no right answer and there's no wrong answer and sometimes there are and there's different levels of it and you can have different thoughts on it it's just as someone who works at a think tank and who wants to know the truth about everything, like, I genuinely care about the truth. Um, it's just kind of hard when you realize a lot of people don't really care about it at a time when they really should.
1: Absolutely. A hundred percent. So, hate to do this, but I have to. I promised I promise the audience that I'd talk a little politics today. I haven't really been talking politics, really, because uh, there really hasn't been a point. I mean, there's, there's not... Yeah. Uh, You know, when it comes to police brutality, when it comes to coronavirus, I mean, yes, politics is intertwined with it, but it isn't particularly interesting to me. But, you know, as we're getting closer to to November, you know, uh, we can kind of check back in with the world of politics. And so this is where I'm at. And let me know if you agree or disagree. Uh, I would love to just blast President Trump uh, because he's handled this pretty poorly uh, throughout these 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 riots and everything. Um, and I, I'd love to blast him. Look, I'm a devout Christian. The whole I hate the little photo op with the Bible thing. It I didn't think it, some some people went way overboard. Like, yeah, This is blasphemous. I'm like, OK, all right, guys, Re- uh, reel uh, it in a little bit, ladies and gentlemen. Every single president, every politician does, does, you know, photo ops with Bibles. I mean, that's just that's what they do. They're politicians. Yeah. Uh, but I, I would love to just blast him for that. But the Democrats right on cue have to say, hold my beer. I mean, the Democrats are so mind. Bogglingly unintelligent. That they are handing Trump a win. They are grabbing <laughs> defeat from the jaws of victory. Once again, all they had to do is not endorse Antifa, <laughs> right? All they do is not endorse violent, wannabe communist revolutionaries who are murdering grandparents and burning churches. And they couldn't do it. <laughs> That's all they do. All they had to do to get one over on Trump is not be completely insane.
0: Yeah. So I, I haven't seen the reaction from all of them, but I, I will say on the bright side, but I have seen is a lot of um, Democrats saying, Hey, stop the violence, like be chill. So that, that was good. And I was like, okay, I feel Some better that at least Democrats. Some were,
1: of them. Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: I, I haven't seen the ones that haven't. I'm not saying you're wrong. It's just, I, I, I tune out so many times that I'm just like, I, I don't even know what the hell things are anymore. Well, but, also, um, also, just was, a,
1: just a distinction. Yeah. Sorry to cut you off. I I do lump in the the press with the Democratic Party. I I, I kind of oh, okay, okay. I use them interchangeably. I, I, I kind of just view the corporate press as the propaganda wing of, of the DNC at this point. So I, I'm talking about the press, not just the Democratic you know elected officials.
0: Uh, no, no, that may, that makes more sense now. Yeah, there have been a lot of press that were like way too sympathetic to it. Um, there there's some that have been handling it right, reporting on everything, but to to varying degrees and you know it's, but but i i get what you're saying now though um no i know what you mean and it's there's just so many things in here that are frustrating too because trump was listening on justice reform i don't think he knew shit that's fine i don't care what he knows or what he doesn't know right. because he's trump whatever he does i'm happy with and i just hope that this all the stuff isn't going to like make it harder for us to get justice reform wins past him. And it might or it might not. He might want to show people, oh, look, I'm so much better on this than the people you like. So it, it's hard to know what will come out, out of it. Um, but I was impressed by Biden's uh, statement, by Obama's, um, by uh, George Bush's. They all had really good statements like, look, there's really bad injustice in the system and we need to address this. But um, but also don't loot, don't harm people. A lot of these uh, places that are being destroyed are black owned businesses, like people who already faced a lot of injustice in their life. And now they have more injustice at a time when it's about fighting injustice. And, um, you know, from, and from Ilan Omar, like I said, yeah, there were, there was a lot of good, but there's also just a lot of hell where it's like, I saw people like people I generally like, actually people who are, are usually pretty nuanced. I, one person, and I, I generally really like her, but she said something like, um, you know, if you're going to loot and and riot, make sure t- uh, to do it to big corporations instead of us uh, small <laughs> businesses. And I'm just like, oh, my gosh, like oh my gosh. it's just exhausting. Like I it's it's so bad. And like it's I, it's also turning a lot of people off from the ultimate cause. Like um, there's people around me I know who like might have been more open to justice, but then they're going to say, oh, what about the rioters? And it's like I, I don't I really don't know how to solve the problem. Problem, But we need to because it, it's going to turn off open ears because all of them get lumped together in the same way that like people who wanted the economy to open and wanted to plan for it were lumped in together with like neo-Nazis who are protesting among the good protesters. Um, and, and, you know, one one thing that I was also told a lot during the last protest, the, the uh, open the business ones. Oh, you know, if you see a bad people, don't you go home? But these people aren't going home. And I don't think that like being in a protest that also has bad people means that you're one of those bad people, but people use the uh, straw man and all that. It's just a lot of hell, and I hate it.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And I, I just think, I, I can't believe that the Democrats and the press don't realize that they're handing Trump a win. Like, after all these years, because this is like the 50,000th the 50, 50, time they've done this. I mean, they always do this. Like, if yeah. you, it's, it's such an easy pitch for the Trump campaign. I mean, if you ask Joe Sixpack in Ohio or soccer mom Becky from Florida, hey, are you with the communist sympathizers burning churches or are you with the law and order guy? I mean, that's that's such an easy case to make. It's so easy. And they just gave it to Trump on a silver platter.
0: Gosh, I know. It's it it is. it it drives me insane, and it's like, but you know, there's times when Republicans do the same kind of thing. Like oh, no one can let themselves win sometimes. I know, and that's just politics, and I hate it. I mean, like, like I was saying, there's just there's so few politicians I can judge by like, okay, principles plus integrity will predict the majority of their actions, and you know, take into account some things that I might not know that are going to predict their actions, and that's like a guy like Governor Ducey. He he's principle plus. Um, integrity. And then I can figure out what he's going to do in most cases. Um, Like he's also a carrot over stick guy. So if you yell at him, you're not going to win. But if you talk with him, hey, I disagree with you. And here's why. And here's how I think you could do better. He'll listen. So I can, produ- I can predict most of his actions like that. With most politicians and most political actors, it's just unfortunately the opportunism that you can use to predict what they're going to do and it. I hate it. It's terrible. It just it makes me so sad.
1: <laughs> Doesn't that make Trump such an interesting part of all of this? And like like you said, like, you don't think... I mean, he, it's not that you don't think it. Nobody thinks. Everybody knows. He's not an ideological guy. Like, he doesn't really have principles at all. And that's good sometimes, actually. <laughs> you know, like, he basically just outsourced uh, judges to the Heritage Foundation. Terrific! <laughs> that's great! <laughs> you know, let really smart people, you know, they, they, they had, you know mike lee on the short list for the supreme court that's great you know i don't think trump would have come up with that on his own you know, you know what i mean i think neil Gorsuch has been fantastic he, tr- yeah. trump would have picked his sister or something no fe- you're right a federal judge yeah you know? so sometimes it's fine and like with criminal justice reform uh like he bucked the republican party and he sided with the democrats and he signed the first step act and i think that was a tremendous accomplishment so sometimes that's good and then also sometimes it's bad like with the like the the Bible photo op thing, like I'm not judging Trump's heart. I, I'm that's way above my pay grade. Yeah. That's a that's a God thing. So I I, don't, I know Trump claims to be a Christian, uh, and if he says he's a Christian, I'll believe him. But if if that is the case, he probably became a Christian very recently. You know he doesn't. So he speaks religion as a second or third or fourth language. So it's like, I don't think he was trying to be blasphemous. He was like, oh, you know what? I think will make religious people feel better. <laughs> and I go and hold up yeah. this Bible and take a picture. So it's like, he's just kind of a dummy like that. Like he just doesn't, he isn't an ideological guy at all. He doesn't really know how to navigate these things. So, so and just the fact we've never had a president like that makes it just interesting on the policy level and on like the optics level.
0: No, no I know what you mean. It's, um, it's interesting because like in like outcome, like policy outcome, you know, may, maybe I'd prefer him like, like technically over like a principled Democrat. Like, but I, I'm, not, I'm not even I go back and forth, but I know what you mean, that it, it just makes him harder pr- to predict. There's a lot more factors that go into him. A lot more ego goes into his stuff than it does most politicians. Like not to say they don't have egos that need to be stroked, but like it, it that'll get you. A lot further in his world and that definitely changes how he acts and it's funny too with with the grandstanding with the with the bible thing because it's like i mean i have a very narrow view of religion and i think that a lot of people use it in their own lives to grandstand and some of those people call them out and i'm like oh honey like you know like you're great you have john 3:16 on your shirt have you read the full passage do you know what it really means um part of the reason that i i tend to pray at home is just because i found a lot of religious orga- and i hate to sound cliche but a lot of organized religion isn't about the religion and the thinking and the god but it's about oh look at me i'm this religion or look at me i'm this like i had a friend uh once tell me oh i want to raise my my um my children in a Jewish home, but she didn't want to have to keep kosher. She didn't want to have to follow any of the rules. Just somehow by virtue of her being Jewish, the home would be Jewish. And I'm like, no, that's not that's, that's not, not how, how. that's not how it works. And, and I think works. there's just yeah. And I think that like a lot of the politics and grandstanding in, grandstand, in, in uh, sorry, a lot of the grandstanding in politics just reminds me of the things in, in normal society that I just don't care for. Um, and I, it might even be a niche opinion of mine. It's just, you know, religion matters a lot to me. I'm very devout. and and very Jewish and and like I really care about things like I enjoy studying Torah because I just enjoy studying law and I'm like oh great there's law and religion so I can like learn more (laughs) about the philosophy behind it and I know I'm a unique one there but it also kind of colors my view of politics of how people see things of why people are in things if they're in it for the law and the rules and the philosophy or if they're in it because oh look at me I'm this rather than um, look at this I'm a part of it because I believe in X and Y
1: I think the funniest reaction to the Bible photo op thing was I forget the guy's name, I forget the gentleman's name, but he was uh, I believe he was like an episcopal bishop, or something like that, um, and who posted <laughs> he sc- screenshotted Trump with the the photo op and. And uh, he posted something along the line. I don't have the tweet in front of me, but it was something along the lines of "You can't use a Bible as a prop. That's so bad." Blah blah blah. And then he attached a picture of himself <laughs> holding a Bible. It's like, dude. Oh hey, my god. Hey man. Like, what? You, come on. Like, you're. Ah, oh, my goodness. Yeah. Like Trump just gets his opponents to do the exact same thing he's doing or to take it up a notch and do something worse than what he's doing. That's his superpower. Uh, It's not, it's not a great superpower, but uh, it certainly is a superpower. Um, All right. One more thing. Oh yeah. Go go
0: ahead. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I just, a lot of this um, and even like what you're saying there is, is it's, it's a really good, book to read Yuval Levin's A Time to Build. You know, I'm a big libertarian, but he draws me to institutionalism, which is like, who would think that the libertarians like, no, we got to build institutions and frameworks we got to work within. But like, he makes a really good case for it. And he gets into all of it. But some of the key points are that like in politics, politicians are there to grandstand. there to be noticed they're not there to do their jobs and legislate they're no longer thinking what should I do given my role they're thinking what can I do for myself in this role to make it about me and in the same way with religion where there's certain really famous um like religious figures who it's not about religion anymore it's about their face on tv or and stuff like that and I I think that interaction that you described is not quite but it's kind of up that alley so I think if people are are think think like that and are kind of interested in that Yuval Levin's new book is. Really, really good one to read, and I, there were tiny points I disagreed with, but really, like you know, I he got me on board with a a conception of traditionalism in a way that I never thought I would be.
1: Right. Yeah. I definitely. I've heard a lot of a lot of people have told me to pick up that that book, so I, I, it's definitely on my list, and I'll tweet out the link to Amazon for uh, everybody listening as well. Um, Sweet. One more thing uh, before I let you go, have to mention it. <laughs> have to mention. it. I'm not looking forward to any of these topics, by the way. So we're just—it's just not a lot of <laughs> not a lot of good news today. But we are now firmly in the middle of the virtue signaling phase of all of this. Um, not not my uh, not my favorite part of any of any of these crises. I, I will say that. Um, it's just gross. It's as gross as ever. I mean, every everybody we know from the age of 20 to 40 posted a black square on Instagram yesterday because that'll yeah. solve all the world's problems. I just hate this stuff so much. I mean, like y'all can virtue signal. I'm going to be over here trying to make a difference. Like, look, you, you work at R Street. You you for years, you've been advocating for policies that will improve the lives of all Americans. Right. Like you've done more. You have done more for black Americans than every moron posting a black box on Instagram combined, okay? <laughs> like and me with my stupid little podcast. Like I've done more to advocate for policies that would help black Americans than all of you idiots combined. Okay? Like I have prominent people listening to the show. I have people on the hill listening to the show. Like I I know it's not much, but I'm doing my best, okay? So I'm gonna be over here trying to make a difference. I know you will as well, Shoshana. I, I just I can't that the virtue signaling is just dialed up to eleven right now. It's so annoying. These people—they're just trying to get clicks. They're trying to virtue post for clicks, and it's just gross. It seems wrong and immoral to me.
0: Yeah, it, it, there's there's a lot of it that bothers me. I know some people mean well with it, but I've seen other people like taking selfies, and, and I'm like, it's not not about you. Some things aren't about you. Um, I just wish that a lot that more of it was was goal oriented, and this is something you've all talks about too protests that are focused on existing and feeling and and putting your emotion on display versus ones that are focused on here's what we want you to do even if it's not not an exact thing if you can kind of get an idea of of it and that's kind of like i don't know i just i don't think that me posting like the black square will will help anything (laughs) but i know that me like message there's a mayor i know who's who's like really interested in this stuff and he's trying to improve so i just connected him with some of my colleagues i'm like hey they study this really niche part of justice you're talking about. Like, I want to help there. Um, so for me, it's like, I know the best way to help is through that. I think other people need to do better with like promoting ideas to elected officials, especially if like your neighbor works in the legislature or you're um, or you happen to know a congressman. Like there's a lot of ways you can make a difference. And I think it's just sometimes we forget the way that makes sense for us, which goes back a bit to Levin's again, like his um, how do I you know, what should I be doing given my position? So like less about posting more about really specific actions about informing people who can change things or, um, and and knowledge spreading. There's nothing wrong with that. But I think that it's important to focus on like on more specific goals. Um, I I saw one post from a guy who, who posed naked and look, looking sad for yesterday. And I'm like the shit, like, I just can't deal with this. Like, I know and I saw a lot of that kind of stuff and it's just like this this isn't about you it's not you know just sometimes things are about important things and not about them and they can't handle that you know
1: Right and of course a lot of people hope hopefully I'd like to think the majority of people are were well meaning with this they're not trying to make it about themselves but it's it just sucks yeah. like what I noticed yesterday is we've seen this crap so many times with the virtue signaling on social media that I can just tell just like scrolling through IG like I can tell who's full of shit and who's not, (laughs) I just, I have it down to a science. You know what I mean? I've, I've seen too much over the years.
0: No, you're right. Like sometimes you just know, you know it in your gut and maybe it's not something you can say to them, but it's like, you know, who's in it for the right reasons and who isn't, um, you know, who's like trying to do good things and trying to contribute and those who aren't like, there's someone I won't name, but there was someone who was like, who basically would have been able to make, a um, much more direct influence on the justice system. Um, they left that job and then they're out protesting and it's like, Oh, you had an oh, opportunity gosh. to do a oh, lot more, on. not that long ago, but now you're out protesting. And it's like, if you really cared this much about this, maybe you wouldn't have left that job. Like maybe you would have kept doing that. And it's just, uh, th- there's a lot of things like along those lines. I've seen people who are not using their best and most efficient means to make a difference, you know?
1: Oh, absolutely. And look, There are a group of people who I know uh, do not have their hearts in the right place. Uh, Can we talk about the brand? Can we talk about the brands real quick? Mm -hmm. Can we talk talk about the brand? Is there anything worse? Yeah. Is there anything more annoying than these brands pretending to be woke on social media? My good. I, guys, I get it. I get it. Nike. You don't want these rioters to loot Nike stores, but It's not going to work. You're not going to play me. I don't care how woke you you are on Facebook. If these looters want to steal a pair of Jordans, they're going to steal a pair of Jordans. I'm sorry. Like, your wokeness is not going to save you. And just every brand. I mean, I, you know, I was working on podcast stuff, and I host the site on on SoundCloud, and SoundCloud blacked out their entire website. I'm like, all right, well, this is kind of annoying. I need to get some work done. But, But I'm like, guys yeah my, i get it you're worried about your bottom line i understand you think this will help your stock price but just this is a capitalist country just make money you, you know yeah. take care of your shareholders take care of your employees I, I don't think nike was murdering unarmed black men okay they have nothing to apologize for right. my goodness
0: yeah exactly and like some of these companies i know donate a lot of money to do justice reform work and like with them, I can kind of understand it, or other people who like have like companies that have policies that help black people and like make sure that they can get hired, like whether it's about criminal records and, and other issues in the justice system and making sure that it, it, to the best of their abilities, it doesn't make their way into the company. I am a little more sympathetic there, but a lot of these companies are like you're saying, they're just obviously out to be like, oh look, we're virtue signaling, will you buy our stuff? And it's, you know, we gotta stop pretending it's anything other than what it very obviously is. I mean. I saw um, the Washington Redskins do it. And I'm like, oh, oh. my gosh. Like, oh. like, And, you know, you, they're, they're, their logo is kind of racist. And it's like <laughs> if they want to take it down, that's fine. <laughs> and if they want to say, listen, we, we were – South Park had a really good episode on it. <laughs> that actually changed my mind about it years ago when I was still thinking through this. I'm like, you know what? This makes sense that, like – even if if they didn't mean anything by it at the time, or they kind of did, and maybe time has passed, maybe you change a logo to, like, not a group that's kind (laughs) of, like, deals with a lot of hell on a regular basis, but for them to, the Washington Redskins Uh, to do it, and it's, like, and other groups that haven't been as great with, like, racial relations doing it, it's, like, I don't know which ones are honest and which ones aren't, but I think they, no matter honest or not, they all know it's going to help their bottom line, except the Washington Redskins, (laughs) which are just, like, guys, can you, like, Maybe, like, this isn't your time.
1: <laughs> I don't think anything is going to help their bottom line until they can win a freaking football game. But, uh, like, the, the Redskins thing, that was one of the first things I saw on Twitter this morning, which is just a, not a great way to wake up and check your phone. But and then I, I thought I was going to have a brain aneurysm because of the onion, the, the onion layers oh, of stupidity yeah. because that was the first tweet I saw, and I started laughing at that. And then the very next tweet was AOC quote-tweeting that. And it's like, the real problem here is you. You need to change the name of the team. And it's like, nailed it. That's the real problem, not the coronavirus or, like, police brutality or, like, communists burning churches down or anything. Everybody, I knew today was going to be a stupid day. I knew
0: that. I the
1: first two tweets I saw, Rashana, were the Redskins virtue signaling and AOC's, quote, tweeting virtue signaling of the Redskins virtue signaling. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. I just lost 50 IQ points. By reading this nonsense
0: i know what you mean it's just like uh, no one has their pride nobody has their priorities in order and, and politicians go after companies it's easy and you know not to say these companies are always like great or perfect oh of uh, course by any means but like it's not your job your job is to fix the stuff that like again back to you all live in what should i be focusing on and doing given my position and The answer is not yelling at companies for decisions you don't like right or wrong. Like, it's not your job. Like, this isn't this isn't for you. Like, go, go, go government.
1: Well, it sounds like I should get Yuval Levin on the show next. Or maybe I don't have to. You've already you've already (laughs) you've already described all of his opinions.
0: It's funny, too, because his book talks about like the issue of Twitter giving people a platform. And like sometimes it takes away from the goal of their organization, like reporters who aren't doing their brand justice, stuff like that. Um, and, 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 and I think that was a really good point, but the funny thing about it was I did a really long tweet thread on his book and then I emailed him just cause he's not on Twitter telling him how much I liked it. And I'm like, and in full irony, um, I did a long tweet thread on your book about like why Twitter giving people a platform, um, as individuals, isn't always the best idea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Before I let you go, do you want to feel old real quick? Yes. I think you do. So seven days ago, one week. It seems like 50,000 years ago at this point, but seven days ago, one week ago, the biggest scandal in the country, what the the corporate press was focused on the most was that people eating outside at restaurants or going to beaches weren't wearing masks. And then the the biggest viral moment from this day one week ago, last Wednesday, was the CNN crew blasting random civilians for not wearing masks, and then the guy called out... CNN and said hey your camera crew doesn't have masks on and that's what we were talking about
0: just seven short
1: days ago doesn't that feel like it was like January that was seven days ago amazing
0: honestly to to give CNN its credit I don't like any cable news I there's very little that I I, I, I. yeah like there's a handful of reporters on a handful of posts where I'm like they're watching their stuff is valuable, and I learned something from it, but I still don't feel like watching it, but you know they're 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 good at their jobs, but so many of them just like, "Oh, oh it sucks, and I hate everything and there's so few reporters in general who I really, really love a lot of the best ones I will say are are more local they're members of like smaller publications um you know it, it's like a lot of local reporters will do a really good job of detailing things you might not have thought of right. um other than that, most of my favorites are reason, which you know outs me really hard as a libertarian but like reason really carries a lot of my favorites
1: (laughs) right yeah i i'm probably you're probably the same way that i'll I'll only tune in to a cable news segment every once in a while if like you know i have a buddy who's on it who i know is just gonna like drop some bombs or something (laughs) i'll turn it i'm like oh i know this crazy son of a bitch is about to light some fires i'll tune in real quick to see how my friend does (laughs) but that's about it like other than that i just ignore cable news entirely
0: no, I I've I used to watch it, but at a certain point, I realized that it just wasn't good. I, I It's definitely gotten worse. I don't know to what extent. Like, it, it, there's, you know, when, when things are changing so much and everything looks so bad, it's hard to, it's really hard for me to judge were my eyes right then, are they right now, have things changed, or have I changed, or what what part of each? There There's a lot where I'm just kind of like in this really weird in-between world, and I'm like, I don't know what's going on.
1: What's something that, uh, in the last, let's, let's just stick with 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say in the last year, how about, cause 2020 has been at least a year so far, um, or more. I know that makes no sense, but what, what's something that you've evolved on or changed your mind on this year so far?
0: Oh man, it's, it's hard to say because lately it, it hasn't been so much lately. It's just kind of me doing my thing, um, Uh, for a while. But there's a lot that I've changed my mind on. I mean, like, before I understood the issue, I was very like, law and order, justice reform is just like about bad people. But like, you look at the stats, and there's a lot of stuff that is really wrong. A lot of times, there's just no due process. Like, um, for example, there's all these good moral character laws across the country. And it says you can't have a license to be in certain professions if you don't have good moral character. But that's not a term that's defined anywhere. It, it could mean anything or nothing and it it's really arbitrary and that arbitrary government is really, really insidious and that's what causes a lot of our problems. Not to say that like if that was fixed everything would be fixed. But I think that like we have opportunity for unity in these areas, for consistent government, for like I don't know, there there's just a lot of opportunity to unite us in ways that I don't think people always see and realize. And I think one thing too is that I just I had more openness to like closing for the coronavirus than I expected I would. Um, I don't think it was done right in a lot of cases. And I think we need to have a better process for next time. But, um, but I think that there's just ways to do it where it's like it can work better. And, and th- that's not something I'm usually thinking on as a libertarian. And you know, you hear all these people, oh, there's no libertarian in a pandemic and stuff. But there are, we just want to make sure things are consistent and nuanced. Um, and I found myself leaning a little more left on certain things and more right on others. It's just my my mind's kind of constantly changing with new information, which I think is important. But the principles stay the same that I just want consistent government, um, like deference to liberty and stuff. Um, And it's just a a lot of times I just find myself as an outlier, just not kind of agreeing with anyone wholly or even in parts sometimes.
1: Well, you're my, my kind of commentator. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> yeah, if anything, it's it's funny, you know, right at the beginning of the lockdowns and stuff, the the pandemic, you know, a lot of people, even conservatives people on the right, well, there's no libertarians during a pandemic. I've gotten more libertarian. I swear, I'm like five seconds away from getting the non-aggression principle tattooed on my neck. Okay, <laughs> I've, <laughs> I've gotten more libertarian than I've ever been my entire life through this whole process. Just seeing the ineptitude of, of government from the local all the way up to the federal level. <laughs> but yeah. all right, I've, I've kept you longer than I, uh, than I I said I would. As always, I, I'll keep apo- I'm will keep sure I'll be apologizing <laughs> for the same thing next time. Let's be honest. But before I let you go, where can everybody uh, follow you online and keep in touch and all that good stuff?
0: Sure. I'm Senator Shoshana on Twitter, um, and you can follow my organization at RSI on Twitter and rstreet.org. Everything I publish is there. Um, I tweet everything I think. So if you're interested in hearing about my endometriosis or chronic, Disease. Follow me on Twitter.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely follow Shoshana on Twitter. She's great. Definitely check out Our Street. They are doing the Lord's work over there. Uh, that's all I got for today. I'm going on vacation. I uh, starting tomorrow morning. I will not care about anything other than fishing and drinking until Sunday night. Uh, that's all I got for today. I'm Brady Leonard. I'll be back on Monday. No gimmicks. <laughs>